Hello everyone and welcome back guys to episode 33, oh dearie me, of the Unnamed Motorsport Podcast, where today, I mean we called it last week, didn't we? If if Saudi was going to be controversial, Abu Dhabi was going to be even worse. But, to be fair, a lot of the controversy wasn't directly caused by the teams, but... Yeah, I mean, Jamie and I both knew leaving Saudi Arabia last weekend that one of us would get here rather happy. Uh, the, the other would would have to try and cry their way through an hour-long podcast uh, this week for you guys. So, yeah, un- unfortunately, for now, for now, I've pulled that short straw. I still, I still choose to believe. You're actually holding out hope. I've heard rumours they're cancelling all the protests. I've yeah. heard rumours that Hamilton is trying to get them to cancel mm. it but I can't see them cancelling it yet. I think as much as anything in Mercedes, I want to take this to court. It won't affect the result of the championship, though. It's not at all. Uh, that, I think, is a lot less likely, I'm fully unfortunately. I that opinion. But yeah, yeah, I'm don't... very happy, obviously. Episode 33 is simply lovely. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hate this. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Dearie me. The thing is, as well, like for me... Um, I'm not even mad at Max. Well, he because he, he did yeah. nothing wrong in that situation. And this is why this is going to be such an odd and confusing podcast to record, isn't it? As well. Just, yeah, I mean, strap yourself in. <laughs> uh, I mean, anyone that's here already knows what happens. But yeah, obviously, Jamie and I are going to talk through it here today for you. But yeah, before we got into the weekend, though, of course, there we had sort of all the controversy from Saudi Arabia that, of course, we spoke about last week. Um, obviously tied on points heading into the final race of the year and you think all week Jamie how how have you been all week I was just trying to avoid thinking about it to be honest I was like yep. <laughs> just focus on the rest of my life and yes, then come yeah. Sunday morning I didn't even watch quali I was at a football you not? No. <laughs> no right yeah so uh, yeah I was like do not think about this until until Sunday and then yeah it was all good <laughs> I felt sick throughout the whole race as well Oh yeah, I mean it's just horrendous. <laughs> it's not absolutely. I can't imagine horrendous. how the drivers are feeling because, like, we're just fans, and we. I mean, I guess they're more used to the pressure, and they're paid to to deal with that sort of thing. But like, yeah, it was not a good week before that point. No, no. And the thing is, I think a lot of the drivers, obviously, they're all focused on what they're doing. You know, they like a lot of them have said we don't really we're not worried about who comes out on top at the end of the day. We've got our own job to do. Yeah. Still, which is completely fair. But obviously, before the weekend even kicked off, uh, Michael Massey had already confirmed or slash warned uh, that points deductions would be put in place if they felt like someone had deliberately caused a collision uh, during the Grand Prix. First thing I want to talk about, Jamie, though, before we get into the nitty gritty, what were your thoughts on the track changes? I really like them. Um, I think it gave like it's just the flow is so much better. I think the best changes actually were sector three, like not even the yes, major ones, yeah. just just opening up every corner basically, just to be a yeah. bit more bit more like you can follow and it's not just ninety degrees. Especially the second last corner was like flat out on the F one cars now. Yes, uh, I have yeah. to admit I did completely forget about the straight lining the sh- first chicane until I watched F two qualifying and they're like all going straight on. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> but yeah, it was good. I I think like. Everyone hates an Abu Dhabi. I think it's a perfectly, obviously, it's a state-of-the-art venue and the track is perfectly acceptable now, I think. Yeah, I'm just trying to think about it, to be honest, because it's kind of a very odd circuit now Mm. in the sense of there's 
really what two truly low speed corners now and that's at turn five and turn six or turn six and turn seven the chicane yeah at the end of the back straight um yeah like watching the qualifying laps and everything like that it weirdly i now am sort of looking at the changes going i liked most of them but i feel like the cambered corner could they could have done more with it to make it a proper overtaking place again i just i quite like how especially it was more so an f2 than f1 as it always is really just yeah. the the ability to take different lines and different like, yes you can run yeah. side by side really easily through there which was really cool in, in the lower formula and then ideally you can be then side by side towards the triple right and that's a good raking zone as well yes yeah and i think obviously again if you sort of implement what i'm talking about you probably wouldn't get then that little mm. bit of potential in towards the next couple of corners it's just really odd isn't it like yeah. most of the track i completely agree yeah definitely works a lot better but i can't just help but feel like yeah the banked hairpin slightly potentially there could be a lot more done with it still yeah but i think their hope is just get alongside with drs and then run through that corner side by side and it'll be exciting for the next the next couple of corners as well but yes i quite liked yeah. it then definitely overall it's a better circuit now for sure oh yeah definitely <laughs> miles better yeah. than the old track was but yeah i still and i think the good thing as well isn't it we they spoke for so long about how abu dhabi spent like a bajillion dollars on and trying to build an island, a, yeah. making an island you know putting a racetrack on it you know i mean to be fair a lot of the racetrack is just the worst nightmare who builds a racetrack around the like around the grandstands and things like that you build the racetrack and then sort out everything else but yeah it's nice to see they spent so much money on the track in the first place that now they're wanting to actually spend some money on making it a better racetrack yeah but there's still (laughs) things that need tweaking i want to say i wonder as well to be honest if there's too many off camber corners you need a few more on camber I think if, like, the two corners under the hotel, obviously there's only so much you can do with them, I'm well aware. Um, oh, but if I they think were, if you... like, banked, that'd be sick. Yeah, exactly. If you sort of had a bit of banking through there on... They'd you know, obviously flat out if had decent banking as well. I mean, you need a lot of banking for it to be flat yeah. out. But, yeah. <laughs> Potentially, yeah, there's still a few things that could be made a little bit better. Quickly, though, I think, before we dive into, obviously, again, all the Formula 1 talk. Formula 2. Oscar Piastri finally crowned as the F2 champion. Rookie of the year. Yeah. Driver of the year, <laughs> champion of the year, deserves the F1 seat of the year. <laughs> we we don't talk about that here. <laughs> I'm happy yeah. for Joe. Joe did a very good job of that this weekend. Not quite he, as good as Piastri, but no, he, no. He, he, basically he drove, how you describe Joe all year. He drove capably well enough to deserve an F1 seat, but I'm, I'm very much of the opinion that they both deserve a seat. Obviously, <laughs> but unfortunately for Piastri. It's not the one this year, but his time will come. Like, I'm almost oh, certain yeah. he'll be replacing yeah. Alonso at the end of next year. So. Alonso said he wants to go longer, doesn't he? Well, you'll be replacing one of them. I don't care. <laughs> like, they've got to get him in one of their, one of their cars next for 2023. Yeah, for sure. and I, th- I think maybe we could see... Again, there's always these talks, isn't it, of if Hamilton goes, would Mercedes bring back Ocon no at way. some point down if, the line? If Hamilton goes, they're getting Verstappen straight away. Would you I want think. Verstappen and George? It depends how well George is yeah, doing, I does. suppose. Yeah. And then that could be a way, obviously, we get Piastri. And again, this has been another ongoing theme throughout the entire year, isn't it? Alpine need a junior team. <laughs> Renault should have stayed and Alpine should have been a junior. Yeah. Because I think... Very good academy. 
Yeah, I mean, if you'd had Joe and Piastri in your in that your Alpine team next year, that would have been yeah an interested lineup. You know, they probably would have spent a lot of the year battling it out with Haas. There's no denying that. Yeah, but but it still like, would have been good. That's how like Ricardo started. The Toro Rosso used to be just pointless and at the back. Well, HRT yeah, he originally HRT, was, yeah. wasn't he? <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, Piastri though again. Once he'd wrapped up the title, he decided, you know, he'd just have a bit more fun with it. I think that was safe yeah. to say. At least <laughs> last, in sprint race sprint two. two. was a bit mad for him, to be fair. But yeah. You know what? Yeah. Who cares? He's won a title. It's like league racing vibes, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Throwback to when I used to try and do last to first <laughs> after I'd wrapped up season 12. But yeah, I mean, he dominated the feature race, though, which was good to see. What's that? Four feature race victories in a row or something ridiculous? Was it four? Which or was five? an F2 record? I think it was. I think it was. I thought... I thought it was four in a row, but he'd had five on the year, I want to say. Yeah, that might have been it. Which, I mean, yeah, dominating... What, there's only eight race, eight feature races all year, and winning five of them is kind yeah. of insanity. Yeah, won two of them, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has really been a dominant display uh, from Oscar Piastri this year, and yet, yeah, if he doesn't... I mean, we're going to be constantly reminding everyone next year about it as well, I'm sure, throughout the podcast, but if, if somehow Piastri doesn't get an F1 seat down the line... He's that got is, to in 23, surely. He's got to, surely. Uh, interesting talks from Robert Schwartzman as well. Uh, it looks like it's not been confirmed yet, has it? But he, his Formula he's 2 time to, is uh, up. Yeah, he's off to the Ferrari supercar stuff, isn't he? Yeah, like I've said all year. Put him yeah. in the LMPH programme. <laughs> um, I think is certainly the way to go for him. But again, does he deserve an F1 seat? He's spent the same amount of time as Guan Yuzhou in F2 and he's still come out... Is he, no, I he think he's been on this season. Has he done one less year? Yeah. I thought Schwartzman came in the same year as... No, Schwartzman no, was No, he did come in the year after, didn't he? <coughs> was he a rookie? Yeah, no, he was, wasn't he? Wait, was it? Actually, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, because yeah. he was teammates with Mick, wasn't he? Yeah. And, Mick and I, really I sort of looked... Yeah, I looked at Schwartzman, obviously, because he did really well on the first weekend, didn't he, in Austria. And I looked at him going, right, well, he's the new Charles Leclerc. Yeah. And then it's just never it's just quite... just that, that quality pace hasn't really worked. Like, he's very good in the sprints. Like, he's yes, good at overtaking, yeah. but he's, I don't, he's never had a pole in F2 in his two years. No, a bit bad. So yeah, bless him. But I, think, I still think he had potential. Yeah, to get if to there were one. enough seats, then for sure get him in. But Richard for way, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a <laughs> that really was bad joke. <laughs> Mentioning the Dutch drivers, we'll be doing that again later. <laughs> oh, I don't. Th- I don't think there's anything to talk about the Dutch, is there? I mean, Ben Viscal didn't do a lot. No, he didn't actually. <laughs> no. No. But yeah, I think. I'm just really excited for F3 and F2 next year. Oh, Dennis Hauger. We're, we're going to be behind him. We are going to be on the <laughs> Dennis Hauger hype train, boys. It's going to be so good. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into the serious stuff then, Jamie. Qualifying first of all then. I watched the end of Q2 and Q3. Admittedly, oh, I was I was still at work whilst I was oh, watching it. <laughs> But I was yeah, he was starting to take a penalty. So did he? Oh out. yeah, I saw you were like one of six people at the Etihad. <laughs> yeah, they never but, get any fans in, do they? No, that's why I get free tickets. It's good. So, you get free tickets <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I thought it was just heavily discounted. No. Oh god, they really are desperate, aren't they? So um, I didn't watch quality at all. I saw Max made a mess of his Q two a bit. And yes. Yeah. Was the main talking yeah. point, but then also the main talking point was getting polled by a long way on that first three tenths. Yeah. Three tenths in the end. And what was weird for me watching Max's lap was, don't get me wrong, it was pretty much perfect, but it didn't look like a typical Max Verstappen balls-to-the-wall qualifying lap. I guess Abu Dhabi isn't... Because, as you were saying earlier, there's not that many 
heavy braking zones, which is where he usually takes those aggressive lines and stuff. But there's a lot of high-speed corners. Yeah. It's just smoothness, isn't it? I guess maybe adapted his style a bit to not do what he did in Jeddah. <laughs> yeah, and I think like a lot of people said, wasn't it? Red Bull tweaks the car for qualifying a lot. Mm. It looked so much well, better than Mercedes in um, Friday on race runs. Saturday rolls around, suddenly they're rapid in qualifying. Yeah, like we saw obviously on Sunday. Red Bull definitely were lacking pace. Yeah, they didn't have the race pace at all to match Mercedes. But No, no, exactly. Um, but yeah, so obviously we saw Max Verstappen pole position, Hamilton P2, Lando Norris. Yeah, he he's been well, in actually. hiding since Russia. <laughs> Adam and he's yeah. still not going on to some intermediate tyres. Finally came back good this weekend. Well, in, in qualifying. In qualifying he did, yeah. To be fair, he was doing well in the race until he got bad luck again. But yeah, McLaren have been really weird this year. <laughs> like, they've been super good at some races, like genuine race winning pace. Obviously, we saw it once, so they could have won that race anyway. Well, they did win that race, they did yeah. Win it, but they could have won it without the crash. Well, like we said, wasn't it? Lando Norris could have easily won three races yeah. on a, in a row. When Formula One yeah. came back after the summer. Oh, Russia. sorry, no, three and four even. Three and Obviously, four. Obviously, yeah. Zandvoort, yeah. Well, he should have uh, won Russia. He should have won Belgium if he didn't bid it in quality. Well, he would have won Belgium, yeah. likely, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Monza, he should have. I mean, he would have overtaken Ricardo had there not been yeah. team orders in place. But, yeah, what I always think is weird as well, but like, you look at the battle between McLaren and Ferrari over the year. McLaren were always the ones making the headlines with the exception of Leclerc's two poles, but they didn't really end up coming to anything um, of particular note. Ferrari have been way more consistent. I think Ferrari have been a. Ferrari are looking like a well oiled machine. Yeah, yeah. I think. Why it happens when they haven't got a championship capable car? I I would think. I definitely know that um, Science had no DNFs at all this season. Did he not have a single one? No, he got two 11th places and the rest of them were in the points. That's insane. So he's done super well. I first. thought he had a, I thought he had one DNF. No, I'm thinking of Hungary where he bin didn't qualify him. And Leclerc had two DNFs, but one was Monaco where he didn't start. And the other one was yeah. Hungary where he got taken out. So yes, yeah. They're doing very well. I think, genuinely, I'm on that Ferrari hype train. Title challenge next year. Carl I'm Sainz. wondering... <laughs> I'm re- like we said, Ferrari are looking like a well-oiled machine. It feels at the like moment. Mercedes and Red Bull have put so much into this year. And you Ferrari... say that. You say that. I don't. I think a lot of Mercedes was much more about learning the car. I think the pace was always theoretically yeah, I there. Guess they've, they've sussed it out by now, haven't they? But it took them most of the year. It was a bit of a diva, wasn't it? It was a bit like Red Bulls of the past. Yeah, to be well, they just suddenly become good at the end by working it out. Yeah. But... Yeah. Red Bull, I think, is going to be interesting with how much they've put into this year. Yeah. I think that's going to be interesting to see next time round. But it'd be um, really cool if Ferrari are back up there. Like, I'm not a Ferrari fan historically, but it's just I just like both their drivers now. So. The, yeah, and I think the thing is as well, isn't it, of neither of us are Ferrari fans by any means, and it's not the end of the world when Ferrari don't do well for us two anyway. But there is something a little bit special about having yeah. a Ferrari in the championship battle. I think we can both agree yeah. on that. And you think if we can get them, Red Bull, Mercedes all back there, you know, McLaren could potentially be looking towards be that as well. Season, but maybe. We'll see. But yeah, mm. very good race from Science as well. Very good season, actually. One of the drivers. Yes. Here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll talk, we'll do definitely a tier list podcast at some point for all of the drivers as well. But 
Yeah, let are we are we going to get into it then, Jamie? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's let's do it then. Only fifteen minutes in, we're we're calm. <laughs> we're, we're calm for now. For now. So, the scene is set then. Sunday, race day. Only one man can come out on top, and it's basically whoever outraces the other, isn't it? At the end of the day, yeah. whoever has got more pace, whoever's got more consistency, may the best man win. Max Verstappen on pole on a set of softs. Lewis Hamilton alongside him on a set of mediums. Really, I think we all sort of thought was... To be honest, after qualifying, I was quite happy that Hamilton ended up behind Max, considering he was on harder tyres. Yeah, because if... Well, you'd imagine that the softs would give a better launch and they're side by yes, side of Verstappen yeah. just straight lines it. So... Yeah. But we we <laughs> saw what we've actually seen quite a few times in recent weeks, hasn't it? Max Verstappen in the last few races this year, has struggled to get that car away on quite yeah. a few occasions. You feel like it's pressure almost, because you don't want to... I guess the worst thing that happened with starts is to stall it. So it's almost like you... You're going to you be hard pushed safe. to with anti-stall. Yeah, but like stall, like even anti-stall was terrible. So I guess you kind of want to play it a little bit safe, so it's not the worst thing ever. So you're either P2 rather than like P20. Yes, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess it might be a pressure thing. It might just be chance, because obviously starts are always a bit up in the air. But either way, yeah, P2, I was very disappointed, especially after like six, seven laps when Hamilton had like a five second lead. It was not looking good. <laughs> no, no. But I think obviously, so Hamilton immediately jumps Max off the yeah, start. It was start. it was reminiscent. I don't know if you if you remember 2014, yeah, where he <laughs> absolutely bolts it off the line. Well, Rosberg had engine issues, so we don't take that seriously. Rosberg had engine issues later on in the Grand Prix, no, but remember. Mm, <laughs> mm, um. But yeah, I mean, so we see Hamilton at the inside. No real drama into turn one. Down, obviously, the hill first lap. We get to the back straight away. Max is, what, about 40, 50 metres behind? 30, oh, 40 by the braking like 50 zone? 50 metres, you're right. It was about 30 <laughs> before the braking zone. Yeah. It was 50 on the straight, about 30, obviously, once the slipstream has helped him get a little bit closer. And he absolutely goes for it on yeah. lap one As of the 58 lap I was shocked that he went for it that early. I but... was... Not shocked. I was just disappointed. I think he probably knew that the Mercedes was going to be quicker on race pace. So it was either get track position right now, because obviously this is going to be his best chance for a while, or you're coming second almost. I'm like, at the time, I was like, why is he doing that? That's ridiculous. But looking in hindsight, I can see why he went for it. And actually, hindsight, yeah. He did get it slowed down. I know we're going to disagree on this, so we might as well get it out of the way originally. The rules that the FIA have set out this year, you think of any of them, really. So, like, Hamilton did it in Jeddah in the last corner. Um, What else? Like, well, Norris has done it plenty of times where you just, you have the apex, you're ahead to the apex of the corner, and you run your opponent off the road. They have to give that place back. I don't think it's good racing, but the rules that the FIA have used all season, Hamilton should have been told to give that place back, or at least give the advantage up and let go side by side or something, which he didn't. I do. I was surprised they let Hamilton get away with the advantage. He, he did had. gain like a second and a half out of it. It wasn't quite that much by the end of the first lap. It was only about seven eight tenths. Still, but it was. It was and they I were, think the, they were going with the mantra that oh he's given up the advantage. It's fine when they were literally side by side and he's now ahead so like, i think that what yeah, yeah. For, for the way i sort of read it and the way i view it is they wanted hamilton to have the advantage he had when he hit the brakes before the braking zone yeah which was about four tenths but i can completely understand as well 
first of all, like you said, I was quite surprised they thought the margin was fair. On the other hand, I can completely understand why they're probably thinking, we don't really want him being just four tenths ahead if Max is going to do that lap yeah. after lap <laughs> after lap. I think they just wanted that to be an issue that was immediately out of the way. Yeah, and you, I think the stewards didn't want to get involved uh, in no. racing. In, they've seen it recently, like Brazil obviously was the big one, but they are very reluctant or have been very reluctant to interfere, especially in general Which... as well. They left it for so long before doing anything. As we saw towards the end of the year, very quickly became quite a bad problem. Yeah, because you can get away with anything, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, there's got to. I mean, we'll talk more about this. Obviously, obviously later on, we'll discuss this more. <laughs> but there is definitely got to be a lot of long nights back at the FIA looking at rule changes in, in the FIA at the minute. So, because this this is not going to be a problem that gets any easier with time. No. <laughs> But, yeah, so obviously end of lap one, though, Hamilton's got a small advantage. And then, to my surprise, Jamie, I thought, you know, they'd stay close for a few laps. Hamilton on harder tyres just starts pulling a few yeah. tenths each lap. Was, I think the Merck had better race pace. And obviously, after about three or four laps, this medium's going to be equally as good as the softs, if not better yes, already. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised that he had the gap, but I thought Max would stay with him a lot better. Because we've seen it in, I was um, thinking in France quite a lot, where like Verstappen stayed that three to four seconds back yes, and then yeah. undercut him. But here it was like, it just didn't plateau. Hamilton just kept gaining by little by little every lap. Yes. So yeah. I, was, I was so not confident at all. And I think <laughs> I like, you could... It's over, it's done. Yeah, you could tell by the way Hamilton was driving as well that this was one of those weekends we see from Lewis Hamilton that only happens three or four times a year at the very most and we probably haven't seen much in more recent years because he hasn't needed to where he's just decided i'm plugging away all day long and no one's yeah. getting a look in at this he was on it he was very very good and this was i mean it couldn't come at a better time for lewis hamilton as well no. I, mean, but, I, I think he did it pretty similarly in brazil as well he was like i am not losing this race <laughs> so yeah exactly yeah. exactly um, so yeah, obviously the first two laps sort of tick by, we get to lap 14, I want to say it was, and of course Max Verstappen does make his pit stop about where we expected the Pirelli, um, every, you know, everyone thought they would, and rather predictably, of course, Hamilton just covers it one lap later, by that point he had, what, about seven, eight second yeah. lead, Verstappen lost a little bit of time getting stuck behind Carlos Sainz, who, like we said, did a brilliant job all day long, um, so Hamilton, yeah, obviously once Max has got past uh, Sainz on like lap 17, lap 18, he's got about, yeah, an eight or nine second lead. Yeah, it was big. It was it was not, not a good sign for, for my mental health. <laughs> no, no. Um, then we close up to Sergio Perez. Oh, what a driver, honestly. He did super well. I'm amazed because like, he was on, what, 20, 22 lap old? Was it that Yes, yeah. yeah. It was super old, soft tyres, obviously. Hamilton's on pretty fresh hards. And we see it all the time. We've seen Bottas and Raikkonen do it so many times over the years where they just give a bit of dirty air, get DRS passed, and then that's it. They can't do anything else. Perez absolutely did Hamilton in for a, a lap and a half. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. It's not illegal at all. Hamilton did or tried to do it to Rosberg back in 16 all the time through the last sector, just lifting off, slowing up as much as possible. I think Perez took it to a next level. Of oh, how yeah. Much Five seconds up. in one lap. But, yeah, it was crazy good from Checo. And it's it's exactly what Red Bull haven't had with Gazi and Albon. 
because like yes. they're always yeah. a pit stop behind by the time Hamilton makes his first stop. But yeah, Perez absolutely proving why why he got that seat and fair play. And it was yeah. ridiculous defending. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame, really, for me because I always used to love Perez, and now I've, <laughs> after that, I've got I've got nothing, he the, he did nothing to like him for. Yeah, at the end of the day, as much as I wasn't a fan, obviously, of <laughs> what was happening, I can completely appreciate. Yeah, Sergio Perez earned his paycheck that yeah. weekend. And the thing is, like, the way the race ended, obviously. It's spoilers, but you, if you're watching this, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, you like, definitely want, Yeah. <laughs> the way the race ended, so many things fell into place for Max to win the title. And Perez defending and costing Hamilton eight seconds was one of those things, because obviously later on when Max pit second time, without that bigger gap, Hamilton could have just covered him off the next lap. But then yes, couldn't, yeah. because Perez cost him eight seconds. So all these little things throughout the race just really, really played into uh, Max's hands. And I think... Fortune was on their side quite a lot yesterday, but it hasn't been... Fortune among other things. <laughs> among other yeah. things. Um, but yeah, really, you know, obviously, again, this race is going to go down as uh, obviously one that we won't forget, whether for better or for worse. Um, Kimi, though. Kimi Raikkonen. It was so that... beautiful. I said it in... The oh, it was always going to happen, wasn't it? He's yeah. obviously going to have a technical failure and just retire. <laughs> like, but it's still... One, yeah, heartbreaking. I mean, Kimmy, you know he's not going to be one to he care about care it too much. But it, neither of us, again, we're not Kimmy fans, are we? No, By any usually. means. I, I like it, but I think he's funny. But like, Yes, yeah. yeah. But that's I, not the I, way I, I a man with 349 Grand Prix starts deserves really to end a career. Because I know he doesn't care. So you know when, I think it was like Button... Um, had a failure in his last race, or Abu Dhabi when it was supposed to be his last race. I was going to say, he took out Verline yeah. in his last yeah. race, didn't he? <laughs> but like, uh, I was sort of quite sad for him, and Massa especially, when it was meant to be his last Brazilian. His first again. retirement, yeah. <laughs> but both of them are really like emotional people, Massa more so than Burton, I think, but like, so them not having the chance to finish their final races is a is a shame but like yeah and you actually feel bad for them kimmy i was so indifferent i was like oh you won't care at all <laughs> oh yeah i know he doesn't care but it still was there like, i wanted to see him have a proper send-off i think at the end of the day yeah, maybe. I um don't know. <laughs> it, it was probably yeah up there with david coulthard's last grand prix oh, yeah well he's the... got the record for what most grand prix starts second most starts for ferrari i think he's like top three for most podiums or is he top four for most podiums or something I think he's a little bit lower than that. But yeah, nowadays he's had an incredible career. Oh deserve, yeah, deserve more than one title. One's definitely fair, but probably could have got a second one somewhere as well. He probably deserved at least one at another point. Yeah, it's always two thousand three <laughs> and two thousand and five are always the big what ifs, yeah. isn't it? Because Kimi won like nine of seventeen races in L five, didn't he? Yeah, just didn't finish the other one. Yeah, That's basically, <laughs> basically, but. Yeah, so Kimmy, obviously heartbreak. It was break by wire failure, wasn't it, in the end? Yeah, yeah, break failure. So just down into the wall at the end of the black straight. Managed to somehow get it out of there and actually get it back to the pit lane. I was lane. so hoping for a safety car just to spice it up. But yeah. unfortunately got it going. George then with more heartbreak, one lap later. Yeah, well, that, I don't know what failure. Didn't it lose drive? Yes, yeah, I gearbox. Brought it back to the pits, obviously, to not annoy Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, another retirement for a driver in his last race for the team. But yep. he's probably not bothered either. <laughs> yeah, not, I mean, not bothered by that. Points, so. No, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Then, of course, a few more laps won, but I want to say about another 10 laps, wasn't it? 
And Giovinazzi suddenly has issues as well. Yeah, which was what, very helpful. You, can you remember Giovinazzi's problem? Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Was it? I think it was power unit related. Yeah, this was about lap know. 40, wasn't it? I was, yeah, I was very, very downbeat at this point until Giovinazzi retired. <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't do a very good job either. He passed so said. far away from the orange um, like entry point for the marshals. So they the had thing, to yeah, see out. It had already broken down before he even got to the hairpin. Mm. Surely you just go straight off there and just loot round to somewhere. Yeah, because it was still moving. You could have just like, gone on the left-hand side of the track or something, but yeah. I don't care. It got a VSC out, so it gave us something to get excited for. <laughs> and yeah, this is this is the start of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Now, it must be said there as well, um, Toto Wolf. Probably, I can understand why he said it, like, why he got on the radio to Massey, but it wasn't in great taste. No, and... I, I like the FIA radios, and I, I I think I think the FIA have enough integrity to make their own decisions, but yeah. If Red Bull pay them enough, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like I don't like the the team bosses trying to influence like real time decisions that are happening because it was obvious that they needed a VSC. Like yes, yeah, they they couldn't have done anything else. Yeah, so. yeah. Um... So obviously, yeah, this is where the race starts to just get a little bit more interesting, isn't it? Max Verstappen, yeah. of course, pits under the VSC. Um, never really understood why people gave Mercedes stick for that. Had oh, they yeah, pit, Max yeah. wouldn't. Like yeah, had, it's as simple yeah. as that. And there's no point risking because obviously, if Hamilton has to overtake Max, it's basically done. Because yeah, Max is just pe- going to do something. <laughs> people don't understand. No. Red Bull would have just said, you do what he doesn't do. What I quite it didn't always get. gives the car behind an advantage. What I didn't quite get was the next lap, the VSC was still out and they didn't take the risk because obviously it could have ended when it was in the pit lane. But but it ended as he was coming into the final corner. It, it was already confirmed to be sure, ending yeah, I, before yeah. he got to the pit lane entry. It would have been very, yeah, a risk not worth taking, but yeah. Exactly, exactly. It put Verstappen on much fresher tyres, but still the hards. And it was, what, 17 seconds back? One of the times 17, 18, yeah, roughly, so wasn't it? had to get With about 20 eight laps. Lap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, the first few laps, he was getting decent. It was like six, seven tenths each time. It was then, moving around, wasn't it, a yeah, bit? One lap, he'd just, take eight tenths out of him. The next, yeah. he'd take four or five... So I was getting excited. I thought it might be on. And then it got to about 12 seconds-ish and then it just sort of plateaued again. Yes, yeah. Sort of with 10 laps to go. sad again. And then... Well, you're sad. I'm thinking... (laughs) This is done. You've got seven laps left or something. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking, oh my God, I might just be watching the perfect race to win a world championship. Yeah, and then you did watch it. No. No, I did not. Um... And yeah, then, of course, it all kicks off. Yeah, Mick Schumacher and Nicholas Satifi having a little bit of a battle. Um, Mick, for like 15th. You, they, they're battling legitimately for last place yeah. in the Grand Prix. I cannot stress that enough. Um, Latifi then gets forced out wide, gets a little bit of dirt on his tyres. But let's be fair, let's not beat around the bush here. Drops it. It was a driver Going through the final couple of corners. Yeah. <laughs> it was completely driver error. It wasn't a puncture or anything like that. It was a fair mistake to make in this situation because you mean that Williams is a bit of a dog. I completely and am against putting this on Latifi. Plenty of people made that mistake in practice. 
Yeah. So. I by no means am I trying to say Nicholas Latifi <laughs> race fixing. <laughs> yeah, caused any of this. And this was again another thing I wasn't happy with after the Grand Prix of Christian Horner saying you know he's going to get a lifetime of Red Bull. <laughs> Why are you not happy with that? That's clearly just like because I'm sure I'm sure Latifi didn't get much sleep last night oh, thinking yeah. about that. And, and you sort of think would have absolutely been giving him all sorts of stuff on. Oh yeah, he's had to take so. down the post saying farewell to George on Instagram really? because yeah. of that much hate on it, which it's, I'm it's completely not, against. No. no, no. Um, and then yeah, safety car gets deployed, which they also with had to do. Five know. laps to go. Yep, yeah, there's there's a car stranded in the middle of the yeah. road, and then and then yeah. I'm very excited. Obviously, it looks like. Or it, so, I, yeah, they've got five laps. Safety um, car comes out. Max pits again. Obviously, again, if Hamilton pits, Max, Max just takes the lead. Like, there's no, there's no other way. Safety car was going to come in either. So it's not like it would have just been giving it away a championship if Hamilton had pit because if Verstappen could have stayed out and then finished. Exactly. The car. Exactly. It, like Mercedes, I don't think strategically made any People errors were on James Hart and stuff. Like, yeah, they couldn't yeah. have done anything more because it was just no. risks not worth taking. No, exactly, exactly. But yeah, five laps to go. Latifi's cars getting moved, getting starting to get moved off the circuit. You know, they're starting to sweep up. Four laps to go. Most of the field is now bunched up. Three laps to go. You know, they've pretty they've sorted out most of everything they needed to with Latifi, haven't they? Yep. Two laps to go. Lap fifty-six of fifty-eight. The team, it's confirmed, no one will be allowed to overtake under the safety car to Which try and get their five, lap five back. five lap cars between Hamilton and Verstappen. So There's four lap cars between Hamilton four? and Verstappen and plenty more yeah. down the field, and like, aren't there? Yeah, and it would have been, had they not let lap cars through, it almost impossible, I think, for Verstappen to side his way through to... I think, cars. yeah, by the time Verstappen would have got past yeah. the lap cars, Hamilton would have been close enough to Sector 3. Yeah. That Verstappen wouldn't have been able to do anything. Unless or if he had, it would have been well. like an absolute send. Yeah. But even then, obviously, Hamilton would have had a big enough gap before he would have crossed the line, what, two and a half, three seconds ahead. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, because he would have just gone as early as possible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, two laps to go. It's confirmed. Cars won't be allowed to overtake under the VSC. A lap like and a half, half to go. Later. <laughs> For whatever reason. Because it's Michael... F1. You've got to have a No, <laughs> no, no. No, don't give me because it's F1. I'm sorry. You cannot argue against the fact that was deliberately manipulated against the rules to fabricate a close finish. The, the rules, the, the legislation that Mercedes were annoyed about about oh you've got to let all of them through if you you can't just let five through the yep. rules say the race director or the whatever it is the clerk of the circuit may allow cars to pass it doesn't say he has to let all the cars pass it doesn't say he doesn't have to let cars pass it's all done so like ambiguously which isn't helpful but in this situation it basically gives michael massey permission to do whatever he wants in his eyes mercedes like we said are going to take this to court and it's and lose <laughs> no, I'm. Well, they might get some money off the FA, but they won't change the championship outcome. I don't so... think they. I don't think they'll change the champion. Oh, I, 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 yeah, they probably won't change the championship <laughs> outcome. But the FIA and Michael Massey, yeah, have a lot of questions to answer for here. Because let's 
Let's talk about sort of other things for a second with how that affected other people. Because again, obviously, we look at Hamilton and Verstappen, and obviously that was the big thing from the Grand Prix. But there were plenty of other drivers that were shafted by that. Carlos Sainz, theoretically, had something happened, he could have won that Grand Prix. Lance Stroll, like he said, Why he couldn't he won the Grand Prix? if Hamilton and Verstappen had come together. Yeah, Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz could have been in a position to win that Grand Prix if he'd been close enough, or could have been in a position to take P2 off one of them. Lance Stroll, like he said, he watched four cars that he was around and could have been battling with over those last two laps get given half a lap over him for no reason. Sainz didn't know who he was battling anymore. He didn't know whether the cars behind him were going to be able to overtake him or what. And just everything about it. Fernando Alonso loved it. Did he you didn't. Do that? I saw the clip. I actually watched the clip before you shared it. The team radio I, thing. He seen. Yeah, it was very odd from Alonso. I couldn't quite. Well, he was definitely on out. Team Max. So. Yes. Yeah. It was like. Uh, but I thought he, he was laughing message. at it. Yeah, I thought he. It came across to me like he was more laughing at it as to how ridiculous it was. No, more he was than... told it was the message was telling him that they won't be able to pass. It was the first message. Yeah, and he was like, "Of course," and then yeah, uh, and then he says like, "Oh, five cars between Le- Max and Lewis, it should be none." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we we love Alonso here. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I I just think it, the situation that they were presented with, it was the the best thing to do in it. I think. Like, had no. they... They couldn't have let it end under a safety car, which is what would have happened if they let all the lap cars through. Why couldn't they let it under, under a safety car? the whole world is watching. It would have been a and? horrific anticlimax. There's no way they were going to let that happen. I don't That's care if sport it's, sometimes. But I don't care if it's Lewis leading or Max leading. Regardless of the situation, they would have done exactly the same thing. They had to give the climax. Like... At the end of the day, I... it's a business. We've said this so many times. They're going to... Yes. Like, yeah. They've got to do what they think is best in the given situation, which was to restart the race. But, on the other hand, let's just talk about it quickly. As I think it was Dan... I can't remember what his name is on BBC. Dan Walker, Dan Walker. is it? Yeah. Like he said, any sport... And you probably won't be particularly well inversed in this, but I can tell you from sort of speaking from a bit more research and things like that if you try to create a manufacture close results like that in a similar way to how nascar has tried to do in the past very quickly you damage your sport far more than you build it up and i think a lot of people um, there's no doubt about it no matter what happens in court come the end of when it does finally get sorted out there will be a huge asterisk over this championship not over the championship just over the race (laughs) which directly affects the championship but are you forgetting there's a huge asterisk over verstappen's dnf when he got taken out in silverstone and and hungary where he came ninth because he got taken out these things happen in f1 it's unpredictable it's crashes happen in f1 yeah latifi changing changing the (laughs) rules around because let's not forget, first of all, he only lets some cars through, which never happens. You it either let all happen. the cars through. No. It's not really the rules he has to let all of them through. It's, it's not. also not very clear as to whether that means whether they don't let any cars through or all of them through. And also, let's not forget, if you let lapped cars through, 
it clearly states in the rules that you have to one, give them yeah. a lap to close up. But they asterisk that as well by saying, oh, in... Of course they're going uni- to. They massively messed up. No, but the, the actual rules, the next rule down is like, oh, in extreme circumstances, the race director can do what he likes, basically. Which That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's in the rules, though. That's the problem. Like, I agree. There's, if, if I was a Hamilton fan, I would be absolutely fuming. But... It's not Max's fault. I'm going to absolutely take. And again, charges. I've said this before. It's not Max's fault. And I, like, I do I've... think I think there'll be a massive change in the FIA from next year. Oh yeah, but they'll have to be. They have they'll to, have yeah. to be. They but have to show at they the end, done something to change. But the problem is, I think for a lot of people, like again, from most Hamilton fans here, I can say we're not upset with the fact Max Verstappen won a world championship. It's the way he's been. <laughs> you're gonna clip that, are you? <laughs> I just want to hear it again, Max Verstappen, world champion. The problem <laughs> with it was is the fact that Ham- if, like I said to you before, if Max Verstappen had done what Hamilton did all day long and dominated the race, fair enough, bravo. He's been incredibly quick all year, has made very few mistakes. But the problem for me is Hamilton was robbed at the end of the day and you cannot argue against that Hamilton on that day the same way deserved the championship in the same way as he got gifted a lap in Imola by a red flag when he would have finished like that's always the rule though well I seem to remember in uh, when was it Baku 17 they had to repair Raikkonen and Perez's cars under red flag let them go a lap early and they got disqualified because you're not allowed to repair the cars under red flag it depends what parts you change, doesn't it? Yeah. But still. So they broke the rules, is what you're saying. Yeah, I think... I think <laughs> you just made a nil point. Well, no. <laughs> it's, it, it, like, luck happens. Think, like, what? F1 That's just so breaking a rule and not breaking no, a rule. Stuff like Imola, where Hamilton was ninth and got given a lap because his future teammate took out his current teammate, surprisingly. No one, no one saw that coming, did they? Because like, of rules already in the book... The like, have you not? They change the rules every five minutes in F one. Like the 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 what? Like all the flexi wing stuff. They change the tests all the time. Like it's not new, and they change yeah, but what's an illegal move and what's an illegal move based on the gravel on the outside of the tarmac. It's like well, yeah, we've seen all year that FIA have basically constantly moving the goalposts. Yeah. So you can't just focus on this one event that's cost the championship because all year they've been changing rules the whole time. Like. It doesn't null and void it because they've been doing that for their whole careers. Like 1989, we were saying before the podcast, they disqualified Senna for using an escape road. Like they've always another been another fragrant a corruption attempt. <laughs> like this is just if you're going to be an F1 fan, you've got to accept the FA have too much power and use it however they like, which is just how it goes. But again, the problem with that very quickly becomes, and this is something else that I wanted to talk about quickly as well. Talking obviously from this podcast, we've had so many conversations recently, obviously about like the rumors of Audi coming in. Surely you look at that yesterday and think, why on earth would we spend two hundred million? Well, not anymore with the budget cap, but you know what I mean. <laughs> 100, 135 million pounds a year if the FIA can just change things to create a more dramatic outcome. It you just don't. It doesn't make business sense to even want to risk that. It's made the sport look farcical. You can't deny that. I wouldn't say farcical. I think neutrals probably enjoyed it. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I, I it mean, wasn't it I wasn't a fair end to the race. I completely understand your your point of view. I do completely understand your point of view, and I also think if the roles were reversed, you would be having my point of view. To be honest, <laughs> I yeah. would still. Again, I said this after Saudi Arabia. I wasn't happy with that race, even though Hamilton won. But the the last lap was incredible. I don't care how it came about. It was the moment of the best the, moment the, I've ever seen live in F1. The problem for me say. with it is that last lap, had it been organic, yes, I completely agree, would have been incredible. In the same way the last lap of 2008 was incredible. Mm. But that's a bit like saying that it's going to be an incredible last lap somewhere just because, they again, like NASCAR, where they do a competition caution. You can't deliberately but it try. It wasn't manufactured. It was manufactured. <laughs> They're allowed that to race they should always, have ended under safety let car. Laps cars through. <laughs> yeah, and they have to give them a lap to catch up. <laughs> That's the one little thing that I yeah I can see why they're very annoyed. But the, the everything else, Latifi crashing is just that happens. And Latifi sometimes. crashing, yes, I completely agree. The safety car comes out. They're obviously not going to end on a safety car with the but why not? That the race is getting. They just weren't going to do that ever, were they? Twenty twelve. Yeah, but the race was done at that point. It wasn't coming down to it. Like It was only decided Vettel a couple was, of laps beforehand. Yeah, but Vettel was and already... And you could argue that this race was done beforehand. Lewis, no, was, Lewis was 12 seconds in the lead. But Max, there's one position change and Max wins the title. Like, yeah, and if Seb had lost one... Or Alonso, or Alonso had lost Alonso one place. Lead, I guess, yeah. yeah, there's only <laughs> that, one place that, that decides it. That, there was literally a whole car still on the road. It was like the second last lap rather than five to go. They had the opportunity to restart it. They were obviously going to. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't agree with that. <laughs> You're trying to clutch at straws there. How am I clutching? I've won the title. I don't. Oh, I'm not. Verstappen's on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. You're the one You're, clutching at straws. You're clutching at straws there, going. You know, they are. They just are. You, you think they've Hamilton, got to? I fully respect, by the way. What a guy. Yes, <laughs> that's something else we must talk about after the race because you have to agree here as well. Had that been the other way round, Max Verstappen would have not been I like think, that. I, I think Max would have been gracious in the last... They, they Saudi Arabia? Are. Saudi, he hadn't lost the title. The title was still up for grabs. I genuinely think, at the end of seasons, we see it all the time, you get toxic battles for the championship. Right at the end, uh, when the final race is done, they usually are quite nice. Like, we saw I... Rosberg. Rosberg in 14 was. Hamilton in 16 was. Like, I as much don't... As, as bad as the relationship is right yet i don't think christian horner would have been nice but i think verstappen in that moment would have been like fair play especially if it had been a normal end to the race if it had been a normal end to the race i think yeah he would have been fine but that's what i'm saying if it had ended the way it did with the roles reversed there is no way verstappen would have acted the same way as well how both drivers just think the fia are against them (laughs) it's so bad it is it's (laughs) worrying though isn't it yeah like it's one second like they when they i think it was on the radio they were like oh lap cars won't get through won't go past yeah. to max and he was like oh of course typical and then they say to lewis oh lap cars are going through it's like oh of course it's manipulated <laughs> yeah both of them are just have and the thing is mentality <laughs> you have to stick to the rules then and either let all of them pass and the give them a lap to catch you up what you like give this them the a lap to the catch up <laughs> and then that's this is the problem with it in extreme circumstances the problem is the rules are designed to be ambiguous to let the race director do what he wants that's the problem to allow for corruption <laughs> it's not corruption <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we should probably get on with uh, the important thing of Verstappen's overtake on Lewis Hamilton, which I haven't mentioned yet, into turn five. Very good move. And yeah, held him. I mean, it was lap. a simple move. Let's it be was, fair. It was a very simple move. It was nothing, and, nothing major. I mean, the fact Hamilton still kept trying in towards turn nine. I mean, yeah, by yeah, that point, true. I know, bless her, my sister came in and watched the last, like, ten laps. And she was like, <laughs> Hamilton's still going for him. Like, but he won't be able to do anything on the outside yeah. there. Like, it was just genuinely, for me, the most heartbreaking thing I've seen in sport ever. For me, just it was, due to it was everything best, around it. The best moment of F1 I've ever seen live, for sure. But if that happens at the end of every season, Jamie, it very quickly becomes very boring. Well, it won't. How it's happened once in seventy-one years that the tie, drivers are tied on points and it's winner takes all. It's happened twice in seventy-one years. Seven, well, no, because this is seventy-second season, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Because you count the first one. Come on. Yeah. Do you? I don't. <laughs> Fangio and you know it was a scary one the first Fr- one wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Farina. Was it? Uh, yeah, was was it Farina? Yeah. yeah, it must have been Farina. Yeah, he won the first two, didn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I again, I think the bigger thing we need to talk about here, isn't it? Is first of all, Massey's got to go. I don't think he necessarily has to go. They just have to. They have to show that they're doing some action, like not like be a dictator. Massey <laughs> has got to go, or there has got to be a dramatic reshuffle to the way it works. I think that they will do something for sure. They they have to show that they've done something. And whether that's Massey doing his job or not, I don't know. But This depends on where what happens in court. Really. Yeah, exactly. Because I cannot genuinely see a situation where if it goes to Kaz, they side with the FIA. I genuinely don't believe that's going to be the case. I believe Lewis Hamilton will cancel the protest to be a bad, no, a good loser. I think he'll argue with Mercedes in private about it, but I think Mercedes. Well, he was the one who argued with them to drop the the other one, which was pointless. The safety car one, yeah, was always just pointless. (laughs) uh, It it came across more of a formality that made sure Red Bull were going to be there as much as anything else, wasn't it? (laughs) But yeah, I mean, again, at the end of the day, isn't it? Like for me. Whether it had been Hamilton or Max that came out on top, that is not the way a Formula 1 championship should be decided. By just bending rules at the last moment to make things close for the sake of it. I I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I I think these the circumstances of this one race were such extreme circumstances compared to an all race. You've got the whole world watching. Oh yeah, got... and that's why you have rules in place. But the thing to is, to make rules, sure that things the rules are consistent, don't make sense. Which is, I think, I agree, has to be changed. But the rules. When have we ever had place... issues with this before? With safety car protocol with lap cars. Uh, I remember Monaco 2011. They were um, there was a safety car where the lap the leaders were coming through the pack. They then called a safety car out. Obviously, I think it was like Barrichello was 11th. And as a driver in 10th, who Barrichello was effectively right behind, but because they just lapped Barrichello and not got to the next one yet, they then call a safety car out and Barrichello loses a minute and 20 seconds on his rival and has no chance of making it back up because they didn't let that cars through. 
Like, how's that fair? That's oh, sorry, sorry. They, did, did, they didn't let any lap cars through, or they just let four of them through? No, they didn't let any. Ah, okay, so they were consistent with that then. No one was allowed to unlap themselves. But the rules don't say you have to do either none or all. That's just the, the precedent they've set. But we've seen so many U-turns from leadership generally, especially in FIA. You're, you're, it feels to me like you're trying to justify the FIA making this decision. Going, oh, well, they've been inconsistent all year, so it's That's fine the they're inconsistent yeah. again. I, That's I, I, not I agree. A, okay. There is, there is a major problem. <laughs> but people focusing on this one single event that's decided the championship when so many other things have happened previously... But this is just F1. It's it's unpredictable. Think random events happen. Like Bottas loses his breaking point into Turn One at Hungary. Like it just like Lewis got COVID last year in um, in Saka in what was it? Saka. Saka <laughs> barely nowhere. <laughs> like yeah, there's no way Perez should have won that race, but he did because luck happened and Hamilton was out the race and George forgot his tires. Like <laughs> yeah, George was the one putting those tires yeah. up. So. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, I think at the end of the day, isn't it? Like we're never admit, gonna Verstappen we're never gonna lucky. fully agree on Verstappen this. Verstappen was lucky this race. So many little things. Obviously, Perez holding off Hamilton, Giovinazzi causing a VSC, Latifi causing a full safety car. Those three things all fell into place for the opportunity to arise, arise for Verstappen to win the title. And yeah, and, and the, the thing the, is, the way again, the luck's gone this season, he deserves it. So. I think the way this season's gone, they both have deserved yeah. it. Whichever one won, we said it before last week. Like either one of them deserves it, and Verstappen has driven phenomenally all season. So. And Hamilton is now probably going to be known as a driver that's ran three of the greatest ever campaigns not to win titles. Yeah. <laughs> Two thousand seven, sixteen, and now. Yeah. Which is insanity when you think that he could have been. I mean, you look at it now and you say, hypothetically, had, again, had had everything fallen into place. <laughs> um, Hamilton could be, what, a 12-time world champion? 12. So, what, where are you getting five so, other ones from? So, 7, 16, 21. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. Finished 16 points back at the end of the year. 2012, and 20, I think. 2012 had McLaren built. That is by far and away that, the most stretched one. I completely agree with you. Part of F1 is making a car that lasts a race. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but then again, you bang on about Kimi Raikkonen should have been 05 champion for exactly well, the same reason. I don't bang on about that. But <laughs> no, but a lot of people do. Yeah. 11, possibly 12, which yeah. is... But then also, you look at some of the titles he has won. Like, 08, he was a, a corner away from not being champion. Like, yep. F1 is down to fine margins. Look, 2014... Had the the failure hit him instead of Rosberg and Abu Dhabi, then Rosberg wins that. Hamilton had more failures that year. Yeah, for I agree. Twenty fourteen was fair, but like had one extra bit of luck fallen Rosberg's way that year. Then exactly, and this is the thing. Like, isn't it's it? all hypothetical. Schumacher could have won like six more. I don't, I've made it up. Hey, my head. I was going <laughs> to say yeah, two thousand and six. 97 had he not turned in. I said oh six, yeah, yeah. And ninety seven had he not turned in. Ninety nine had he not broke his leg. Yeah, ninety nine. That's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And if he just... stayed, actually, if he didn't, he didn't retire, he would have won 07 08 as well. Bearing in mind, remember, Ferrari got rid of him, not the other way around. <laughs> I don't agree with you on that. But... <laughs> it's well known knowledge that Ferrari well, already article, wanted Kimmy. I will you. quite happily find you an article. I will quite happily find you an article, but. But here we yeah, are. It's the end again. of the season. It's the end of the year. Staffers um, world champion. I keep saying it. I know you do, and I, I keep choosing not to listen. I'm very, very happy. <laughs> the thing is, like I said again, like 
this isn't from me anger directed towards Max. It's completely against the FIA. The way Max has driven this year has been questionable at times. I don't think you can argue against that. And Maybe as much as Hamilton's been questionable. Certain, I think he's been more for the most part. Hamilton, don't get me wrong, has had a couple of dramatic moments. But let's not forget, had Silverstone been the other way around, there's a fair chance both those cars would have made it through the corner. Yeah, but Verstappen's not going to let him through, is he? Like, he left a car's whip is what you have to do. We've talked about Silverstone so much. I saw, yeah. by the way, Nico Rosberg, absolute goat. Oh, here we on go. The yeah. He's so good. And he actually, I posted a link to it in our chat earlier. Rosberg did like a quick analysis of all the, basically every wheel to wheel action of Verstappen Hamilton this year. And he said, categorically, Hamilton was at fault in Silverstone. Verstappen's going into that corner, leaving a car's width. Hamilton misses the apex and hits Verstappen. That's how it went. So, yes. We agree but with Nico Rosberg. On the other hand, as well, you've got to remember there's been plenty of situations this year where Hamilton has still had to back out because Max hasn't left a car width. Spain, well, Imola, yeah. Abu that's, Dhabi. That's Hamilton choosing to finish over a crash. But he's not. He doesn't have to. If they crash, Verstappen gets a penalty. But that's again a problem with the FIA. Yeah, and this is again. I think like Max has driven for until Jeddah basically. Brazil, I guess as well, should have been a penalty. But he's driven within the rules that are set out. And if there's a problem, and with that's the rules, where the problem yeah. lies, isn't it? Because like... <laughs> there's been far too many questionable moments yeah. this year. <laughs> but it's been a great season. It's been one of the best seasons I can remember. It's certainly yeah been. And again, this is the problem, isn't it? I think what. Again, one of the other things that's annoyed me is this should be remembered as one of the best seasons ever. And it will be. Once, once and I'm, I'm sure down the line it probably will be. But that's not the way... This is not the way it should have ended. This shouldn't be how a lot of people that. are feeling. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right words, I know. This shouldn't be the way a lot of people are feeling come the end of it. I think is the problem, isn't it? I'm feeling great. I know you are. You, you've made that very clear today. And I'm not, funnily enough, as, as you might have just worked out. But, yeah, that's and it. Max is going to use number one next year. So we'll yeah, if he gets to keep hold of it. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Oh, Carlos oh. Sainz. Is, oh, we said that already. Carlos Sainz, yeah. I mean, like I said, we'll definitely do a driver ranking list over the winter break as well. Oh, um, so Alpha Tari did good. Alpha Tari, yeah, fourth and fifth. Sonoda was on it all weekend. Sonoda was class all weekend, to be fair. 21 yeah. for one in qualifying. You yeah. got that one back. <laughs> he didn't get completely whitewashed, which was good to see. Um, but yeah, I think, to be honest, for me, Jamie, and I don't know whether you're the same right now, um, I'd sort of love to talk a bit more about other things next week once yeah. sort of <laughs> some of the emotions are a bit less raw still. But. What I can say, I know I said this a couple of weeks back as well. Um, first of all, is it's been an absolute pleasure to talk about the season with you as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we we picked a really good season. Isn't it? It? Yeah. I think we, the thing is as well. At the end of the day, like, I'd like to agree for the most part. We we both know wheel. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're quite sensible in terms of our yeah. talks usually. Yeah, so. for the most part, for the most part, we might not always agree, but though. we. There we go. There we go. Um, hey, next race, he's on the grid. We love it. Oh. <laughs> Alfa Romeo, what a downfall! What an absolute downfall! It Bottas worries me that Guan Yuzhou could. Gin- yeah, that was quite funny. I'll give him that. Toto Wolf doing a crowd surf as oh, well. Oh yeah, that was so weird. I that mean, was like the weirdest out of context thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. 
Yeah, it'll certainly be one that's remembered in the history books, I think it's safe to say, yeah. again. <laughs> Thank you for being here for for the whole season as well. Like we said, uh, the podcasts certainly aren't going to stop over the winter break. Obviously, we've got plenty more things we want to do as well, uh, talking about the real world of Formula One. Um, anything to add before we round this one off then, Jamie? I think, yeah, next week we'll come back and do sort of like a proper season review, won't we? Yeah, for sure. And. It'll be probably a long one, although this has been pretty long as well, to be fair. I think this one is going to be one of the longest ones we've done all year. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. I have, because Max is world champion. So anything could happen. And I'm I'm still enjoying it. (laughs) So, yeah. Hope you enjoyed. I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> you, don't outro, you, don't, you don't outro don't these, outro do you? These. You can tell. Honestly, you the team tell. radio of Max with Alex Alvin screaming at him first. I've played that so many times. Oh, God. I, don't, I haven't even got back to watch race highlights still, man, it's honestly. so good. Honestly. But, yeah, thank you all so much for watching, nonetheless. Whether you're a Lewis fan or a Max fan, you know, keep it civil as well. You know, here for the right. We're, we're, we're here for the ride, we're here for the vibes as well at the end of the day, and as much as the F1 has screwed this over, I cannot <laughs> deny, personally for me, obviously the success of Formula 1 has very much changed the way I live as a person, generally, obviously with all the YouTube and things like that, and the content creation this year as well. Yeah, that's been but, incredible, like, it's so mainstream real yeah. quick, like, I was just, I had a Red Bull shirt on yesterday, so I was just after a race, just walking around and out, and so many people were like, "Oh, did you watch the race earlier?" So it's it's so fun. It's yes, not that yeah. it's not that really nerdy sport anymore. <laughs> and I've now got to wear a Max Verstappen Christmas jumper to work, which I'm <laughs> absolutely gonna hate <laughs> when that comes round. But oh, I bet yeah, a picture of that. I'm sure there'll be a picture at some point. But thank you all so much for watching. Nonetheless, quick shout out as well. I'm sure the guy that got that tattoo. Oh, that right. must have been. I mean, if he's not dead from a heart attack from everything that went oh, yeah. on in in those final few laps, but yeah, a quick a quick shout out goes out to him surely <laughs> as well. But thank you all so much for watching. Nonetheless, again, you know, thirty three episodes in. I'll be honest, like I know we've said it before, didn't we? I don't think either of us thought we'd actually make it this far. But just the nature of how good this year's we been. A very good season to start. Yeah, we've we've absolutely we've nailed that, haven't we, Jamie? Yeah. Um, I mean, if every season that we do a podcast on is that good, then I, th- I think we're in we're in for a good few years. But <laughs> thank you all so much for watching, and yeah, we'll be back ninety five days till FP one. Quanijo is fastest in that session. Yep, and then never goes fastest again. <laughs> <laughs>